What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another edition of the Mad Nucleus Podcast. And for those that don't know, I am your host, Justin Felton. And for those that do know, I am your host. And thank you once again for listening to today's episode. And don't forget to sign up to Spotify and Anchor. All you need is your email, make up a password, and you're in there. And then you can start listening, podcasting, whatever. You know the whole routine. I've said it a hundred times over at the beginning of my shows. Okay. Today's episode is a very interesting, complex, confusing, what have you type of subject. It is about the NBA's 75th anniversary team. And I know I'm about a month and a half, two months late on this, but I thought I would touch base on this, make an episode because I find it highly interesting, something good to talk about, something positive. And just looking at the list and the names, you know, there was quite a few surprises. You know, a lot of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's, that's a definite, without thought, they belong in there. You know, it's no question that they belong in the 50 greatest 75 greatest or what have you. And then there were some names that were left out that were kind of surprising. And there's some names that you kind of say, I don't know if he should have got it, you know, because there was a couple of names on the 50 greatest list that probably should not have made it mainly because their career wasn't long or they weren't great long enough. And this is what we're about to go into discuss, you know, So without further ado, folks, let's talk about the NBA's 75th anniversary team. All right. Right here is a list of the names that belong currently in the 75th anniversary's team. You know, in alphabetical order, this is in no order in particular. This is alphabetical order, and I'm going to read the names. All right. First is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Definitely. Most accomplished basketball player in history. That's that's not debatable. Yes, he he belongs on this. Ray Allen. Before Steph Curry, Ray Allen was considered the best shooter of all time. um, Giannis Okagantun. Greek free Giannis. Okakuntumpo. Uh Giannis, you know, this reminds me of another person that was on the 50 greatest uh list where he was well on his way because he was such a beast his first few years. And, you know, he happened to be playing during the um NBA's 50th season, but he didn't play long enough, so it's a kind of a questionable name because somebody else should have got it. Giannis kind of reminds me of that. Giannis by all means is a beast this man won an mvp uh three defensive player the uh year awards won a uh nba championship and was the mvp of the championship he's pretty much accomplished what many could not accomplish in a whole career but he's still young and still got five six seven more years of his prime to go and i cannot wait to see, you know, how much he climbs up the list to do that. Not taking nothing away from him, but it might be a little bit too soon. But the dude is on his way. Make no mistake. That's my boy. 
Carmelo Anthony, yeah, he deserves it. The guy was a scoring machine for a long time in Denver when he was playing in the NBA. Then you got uh, Nate Tiny Archibald, yeah. Paul Arizon, one of the pioneers. Charles Barkley, round mound to rebound, yep. You have, let's see, Rick Barry, yeah, the underhanded <laughs> free throw shooter, yep, he deserves it. Elgin Baylor was Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan, man. He just didn't win the rings. But Elgin Baylor was the most complete player in basketball during his time of playing. Dave Bing, yeah, he deserves it. He was the little engine that could. No, he was a, no, I'm thinking of Dave Cowens. Dave Bing was uh, a very good um He was a very good point guard. And, you know, he was often overlooked, but the dude was always putting up numbers. Larry Legend, Larry Bird, of course. We're not questioning that. We know about Larry Legend. Kobe Bryant, of course. Wilt the Stilt, of course. The guy made it easier for all the guards to dominate because he was so dominant. The first dominant force in basketball was Wilt the Stilt. We're not even discussing Wilt the Stilt. That is a conversation on his own, a podcast on his own. It'll be a spinoff of this podcast. Bob Cousy, the first pure point guard. No question. Dave Cowens, like I said, the little engine that could. He was a 6'7 center for the Boston Celtics during the 70s, and the dude was beasting it. He was Rodman that scored more. Billy Cunningham, yeah. Yeah, he deserves it. Steph Curry, the greatest shooter of all time, changed the game, you know, having people shoot threes, even though I don't agree with that method of philosophy because that's not what you teach kids when you're teaching them the basics of basketball, you don't teach them to pull up the jack up a three at 30 feet, but he's the only guy or one of the three or four guys in the league that can do it with him leading the charge. So yeah, Anthony Davis, uh, skill set wise, you would say, yeah, man, the dude can shoot a three, shoot free throws, do mid range. He can drive. He can, you know, his post up skills, average. He can play inside. He can rebound. He plays defense. Problem is, you can't even get a half a season out of Ant Davis now. And he's on the 75th team. I, I take issue with that. I don't think he should have been on this list. Because he, 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 he plays 50 games a season. And now it's to the point where it's not even that. And he's, what, 30 years old? I kind of take issue with that. Next up, Dave DeBusher. Yeah, he deserved it. Yeah. Y'all need to look up some of these names I'm doing so far. Clyde the Glide, yes. Tim Duncan, of course, big fundamental. I mean, again, like Will, like Kareem, that's a podcast in itself. Kevin Durant, KD, yeah. Dr. J, again, a podcast to itself if I was to spin it all. <laughs> Patrick Ewing, yeah. Walt Clyde Frazier, yeah. Kevin Garnett, yep. George Gervin, the Iceman, yep. Hal Greer, yep. James Harden, yeah. Yep. 
John Havlicek. Havlicek steals it. Havlicek steals it. That guy. Elvin Hayes. Yeah. Rebounding machine. Played alongside Wes Unsealed. The answer, AI. Again, another podcast with Silk. LBJ, Bron Bron, another podcast to itself. Magic, another podcast to itself. Sam Jones, he missed the 50. Uh, Sam Jones, because he was a rebounding machine in his day. That's what they gave to him. They, you know, never underestimate the power of a rebound. MJ, podcast to itself. No last dance here. J Kid, yeah. Kawhi, yeah, but Kawhi, like Ant Davis, only plays half a season. He can do everything like Ant Davis can. But, you know, the best ability sometimes is availability. And his availability is low, like Ant Davis. Dame Lillard, yeah. You know, his accomplishments ain't as big as some of these other guys, but there's guys on this list whose accomplishments ain't as big as Dame Lillard's. So, yeah. Jerry Lucas. Yeah. Carl Malone. The mailman. Yep. Moses Malone. Yep. Rest in peace. <laughs> Pistol Pete. Yeah. Bob McAdoo. Should have made it on the 50. Yeah. Kevin McHale. Yeah. Probably the best post-up player to ever play the game. George Mikan, yep, the first true pioneering center before Russell and Wilt came. Reggie Miller, yep, the greatest three-point shooter before Curry. Earl the Pearl Monroe, probably the best pure shooter before any of them came, before Larry Legend and all of them came. Earl the Pearl was that, that guy. Steve Nash, yep. I mean, he made teams better when he played for them, so yep. Dirk Nowinski, yep. The Dream, I came to dream, a Podcasting itself, Shaq of podcasting itself. The Chief, Robert Parrish, yep. CP3, yep. Gary Payton, the glove, yep. Bob Pettit, Pettit, yep. Paul Pierce, yeah. Yeah, okay, yep. Scotty. Pippen, podcasting itself. Before Scottie Pippen came, there was no such thing as a wingman. Now, every team in the league is drafting wingmen every year or trying to get that wingman thanks to Scottie Pippen. And also, there was no such thing as a point forward. Scottie Pippen did that. So, yeah, no question. Willis Reed, yeah. Big O, yeah, hell yeah. No question. Podcasting itself. The Admiral, David Robinson, yeah, podcasting itself. Dennis Rodman, podcasting itself, both on and off the court, yeah. Bill Russell, yeah, podcasting itself. Dolph Shays, yeah. Bill Sharman, yeah. John Stockton, yeah. Zeke, yeah, podcasting itself. Nate Thurman, yeah. Wes Unsell, yeah. D-Wade, yep. Bill Walton, stop right there. Bill Walton, make no mistake, was a beast when he was in college. When he was in college, he was the best college player uh, after Kareem and before David Thompson. Before, according to my dad, you know, 
David Thompson was the best um, college player to ever live that he's seen. But before that, it was Bill Walton. And he was beasting in college. And his first four years as a pro, Bill Walton was nasty with it until he messed up his feet and his back and knees or whatever else. And for the next 10 years or so, 10, 11 years, you know, he's basically been a six man and, you know, a third option on the bench. And I don't think he should have made the 50 greatest, uh, 75 greatest, um, no. Because there's still people playing in the league or has played in the league that got snubbed, you know. So, yeah, um, stop right there. Jerry West, yes. Russell Westbrook, <laughs> Russ, I, I guess they're going by Russ's first seven or eight years in the league. <laughs> because the rest of the last two or three years, or four years, not so much. But you can't take away what he did early in his career. So, yeah, maybe. Question mark there. Lenny Wilkins, yep. Dominique Wilkins, yep. Should have been on the 50 team. James Worthy, yep. Now, here's who I think got snubbed of this team. Number one that comes to mind is Dwight Howard. Yeah, uh, he got snubbed big time. Dwight Howard was the last true center. Forget about how you feel about the guy. He was the last true center of the league. You know, grabbing 13, 12, 13, 14 rebounds a game. In the, in, in the height of his prime, he was 22 and 15 in the height of his prime. Won three Defensive Player of the Year awards, three or four, if I'm not mistaken. I know it was three. I can't, I, I'm not sure if it was a four, but he's a multiple Defensive Player of the Year. He was a multiple rebounding champion. He made it to what? Nine All-Stars. Led his team to an NBA Finals. And you mean to try to tell me you're not going to give that man the honor over some of these other guys who have had four or five great years in their career out of 15? And, you know, this man for a decade gave you great basketball. Doesn't sound, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It sounds like a personal vendetta to me. Uh, another one who probably should have made it was Tim Hardaway. Yeah, I know. If you think about Tim Hardaway now, you think about the homophobic comments that he made some years back. But we're talking about playing. We're talking about playing the sport of basketball, not personal feelings. Tim Hardaway was nasty during his days at Golden State. He had one good year with Miami, but stayed hurt ever since. And, you know, but when he was in Golden State, he was nasty. I was a huge Tim Hardaway fan. Another one who should have made it, and he was on the original Dream Team, who should have been on this list, is Chris Mullen. Let me tell you about Chris Mullen. That white boy didn't, couldn't jump, couldn't run, but you know what? The dude's body control, his quick shooting release, was on point. I've never seen anybody block his shot. His quick release and his body control was some of the best I've ever seen. Like I said, could only jump three inches off the ground. 
couldn't run faster than a turtle, but the dude could ball. Go watch, go watch uh run TMC. For all you Warrior fans out there that ain't seen the Warriors play before Curry and them came, go watch Run TMC. Go watch their highlights in the 90s with Mitch Richmond, and you'll see what I'm talking about, man. I don't know if it's enough of them on YouTube, but go watch any of them you can find on YouTube. Another one who probably, who definitely probably should have made it was Tony Parker, Frenchie. Tony Parker, yeah, he was playing in the uh, Popovich system with Duncan and Ginobili. But the one thing that solidified to me his legacy was in 2007, he had the year of a lifetime. I think he's finished fifth in the uh, MVP voting or something like that that year. But, you know, he had one of the most amazing playoff runs I've seen because Tim Duncan and Ginobili had went out with some minor injuries that kept them out a couple of games. And he went on this incredible run of leading the team and it just was beasting it. He won the, the finals MVP that year. The Spurs won the championship and he's made it to six All-Stars. And he should have made it. I mean, he's got the credentials to make this list. But another name that should have been going back to the 50 greatest list, there were two people that I felt should have made the 50 greatest, but one should have definitely made the 75 greatest because he was he was dominant force with Shaq. Bob McAdoo and Dominique Wilkins should have made the 50 greatest, and Bill Walton should have been off the 50 greatest. But Dominique and Bob McAdoo made the 75 greatest. So other names that need to be mentioned, and I'm going to give you some, is Calvin Murphy. He was good in his day. He was very good in his day. Um, Adrian Dantley, Alex English, and I'm forgetting somebody. I just had his name on it. Um, Sidney Moncrief. Those are four other names. And I'm trying to think if I'm, I'm forgetting anybody. David Thompson, up until his knee injury, was well on his way. Like I said, my dad said he was the greatest college player to ever live. And he, by all means, he was on his way to making it before the knee injury and what happened with the, the with his battle with drugs and the clubs and stuff. Uh, others like Jamal Wilkes had a chance, and Connie Hawkins. They had a chance. You know, they got, you know, credentials to say they could have made this team. There's always going to be names left out of these lists. So it's really subjective, but there are names on this list you just cannot deny that belong on this list. And then there's some you go, I don't know about all that. You got to, you know, turn your face up and like, mm, I don't know, bro. I don't know, bro. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem overall with the list. It's not uh, a list that, you know, I would have made. I would have thought it carefully out. But I don't have too many problems with this list. It's maybe about three or four names that I turn my nose up at a bit. 
mainly because some were too early. And some of these names, you got to go back to the 50 gravies. And some of them, you'd be like, I don't know about that because he only had a few years of success as opposed to a whole career success. And there's other names I'm forgetting, like I said. So, you know, you got to take lists like this with a grain of salt. They're subjective. No need to get angry. No need to get upset. I know some people was kind of like, I don't know about this list. Uh, and this and this and that. And people were like, I don't know. And people was like, wow. And I'm like, yeah, it is what it is. Most of these, but I would say 95% of these names you can't deny. Somewhere between the 90 and 95% range, you can't deny that they belong on this list. Game changers in various ways. That's how you got to really look at it. For the most part, they got it right. So this concludes another podcast of the Mad Nucleus, the Mad Nucleus podcast. Thank you all for listening. And for all of y'all, I will see y'all soon. Peace and out.